it's time for yet another Carolina Hurricanes season report card, and this time it's for one that's been grabbing some headlines with one Ethan Bear that has been given permission to speak to other teams about where he is going to play next year. Find out all that and more in this episode of Locked on Hurricanes. Your Locked on Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Kaniacs. I'm your host, Jared Ellis, and you are listening to Locked on Hurricanes on the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And as always, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes, myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And thank you for making Locked on Hurricanes your first listen of this Thursday afternoon. Now, as I mentioned, it's time for yet another season report card for the Carolina Hurricanes. It's been a few days, I know, but, you know, life gets in the way sometimes. But now it's time to look at one Ethan Bear. He's been one that's been grabbing some headlines as of late with news coming out earlier in the week that he has been given permission to speak with other teams about where he is going to play next year. And... I know that he became a fan favorite this season, and you know, he's a guy that has a lot of upside. But this, to me personally, is not a surprise. We've obviously been able to sit on it for a few days and really let it sink in. And I feel, and again, I feel the same way that I did when the news first broke. I'm not surprised, and. For for multiple reasons. There's been the talk of how Tom Dundon and Dom Waddell do business of not necessarily wanting to pay out the most money. And I do think that's a bit of a factor there. And because, you know, they're kind of, you know, this is what you're getting. They'll negotiate a little bit, but you know, they're not going to pay what they feel is too much. Yes, there's the offer sheet situation. I know that. And they signed him to a long-term deal. I know that. But with Ethan Bear, I, like I said, I'm not surprised that he's being allowed to talk to other teams. I think, you know, he didn't live up to my expectations. I thought he was going to be the real breakout player this year. He was not. And... I do think there's a few factors in there. I think probably the biggest one is the fact that he had COVID and it, whenever he came back from that, it really affected his game and you could tell, and he wasn't the same after that. And I also think that, you have to factor in the new system. You have to being at Edmonton for a few years and being used to that. And that was something that, you know, I said with a lot of new guys. I felt that was going to be a hurdle to overcome as the season went on. You look at Jesper Kotniemi, it took him some time you know, to get used to things and kind of get his groove going. He kind of got into it. He still has a ways to go to develop 
and to justify that offer sheet, to justify that eight-year extension. But, yeah, he's on the right track. Ethan Bear, there is still that upside with him. But I don't feel that Carolina is the right spot for that. You look at when he came back and just how he wasn't the same player. And again, there's you know the COVID situation and the new system and all that. However, you do look at even before then, you know, there are some times you know he'd get the puck and he seemed to get flustered and he didn't necessarily have a whole lot of confidence. He, there's some defensive lapses and it just wasn't clicking. That's the big thing with this season for him. It just never seemed to fully click. He had moments here and there. Fantastic. We love it. But as a whole, it just didn't click this year, in my opinion. And so I'm not surprised that he's likely going to be somewhere else. And then especially whenever Brendan Smith came back from injury and how he really seemed to be getting in his groove after that, how much Ethan Bear was getting scratched. Go to the playoffs, he never played a single game. And that in it, in of itself, the fact that he was scratched the entirety of the playoffs and never played once, that was pretty telling for me that he probably wasn't going to be back. And this is a situation that really kind of reminds me of Hayden Fleury. A guy that has a lot of upside. Fans love him. but And he has moments here and there. But as a whole, it never... He never really was given that opportunity. He goes to Anaheim. He seems to be up on the right track there. Obviously, Seattle hasn't gone well. But... You know, I, I look at Ethan Barron. I see a, sl- a lot of similarities. And I do think a change of scenery could help him. I do. And that's nothing to slight the guy at all. I do think, again, he has a lot of upside, especially on the offensive side of things. And, you know, I do hope that he is able to go somewhere that does play to his strengths better because I don't see that happening here. I don't. I know a lot of people aren't going to like that. A lot of people like him, and and that's great. But I I just don't see that happening here. I just don't see him truly fitting into the best of his abilities. Given, I mean, he may resign. They may work something out for him. There's going to be a lot of turnover this offseason. And maybe he gets a deal done here and gets an opportunity for a bigger role to where he can truly shine because at the beginning of the year he you know, was on the first pairing with Jacob Sullivan but eventually slid down to that third pairing with Ian Cole so you know maybe next year you know, he does get a bigger role here maybe he does I don't know but again I feel the playoffs really cemented his fate that he was scratched every single game. I feel that did it. 
but ultimately it's something only time will tell we got a ways to go before free agency opens up we got a ways to go before the draft you know you never know what might get done between now and then maybe they get a deal done maybe they trade his negotiating rights i don't know it's just something that's going to have to we're just gonna have to wait and see on that stuff but it's time to look at his season in in review uh give my grade for him and give you the listeners grade for him as well and we'll do that right after this quick break from the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds you've probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk built bar well guess what your friends at built have given you the coconut brownie chunk the puffs treatment that's right the coconut brownie chunk built bar flavor you love in a delicious chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate it's like a fluffy cloud of chocolate of coconut brownie goodness but don't stop drooling and listen they are good for you low calorie low sugar high protein and all delicious coconut brownie chunk puffs are only here for a limited time so go to built.com right now to make sure you don't miss out they're going fast because they taste amazing all the built bars are made with collagen protein which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits eat something that tastes good and is good for you the best part about built bars is of course they taste amazing but you can enjoy them guilt-free because they are actually good for you they are the perfect treat when you've got a craving and you need to satisfy your sweet tooth. Or if you need a quick healthy snack, they are an excellent source of protein. Delicious coconut, rich, sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing. Get to Built.com right now and order yourself a box of coconut brownie chunk built puffs right now. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order when you use promo code LOCKED15. Now, it's time to give Ethan Bear his grade for the season. Now, as we were talking, I don't see him being back next year. I wasn't overly impressed with his season. I was honestly kind of disappointed so for me personally, and honestly for you guys as well, I it really kind of reflected in his grade because a lot of folks with that, it really, it really showed. Uh, 37.5% gave him a C. 25% AD, 33.3% AB, and received a few votes for an F as well. I think those were just troll votes, though. So, I think that's fair. I I would probably go with a C-. minus. Again, he had some moments this season. He did. It wasn't all bad. But, again... Like I said, just he never passed. It never seemed to click for him this year, especially after getting back from COVID. 
And I do think that is what really hurt his season. I think he was probably dealing with some long-term effects there. And it, it was one where it felt like a missed opportunity of a season. Because I think that he had a good chance to really show himself and break out again I I thought he was going to be a breakout player for the Hurricanes this season but he never seemed to have full confidence as I said especially like around the net there are times where he would just seemed flustered and didn't know what to do and got scared almost and you can't be doing that again he's obviously still very young he's 24 years old almost 25 so, you know, he's obviously still very young. But, again, you know, it. I think that COVID really hurt his season this year. I really, really do. Because you look at him before and where he was at. He was really taking an upswing in terms of his offense. But again, COVID happened and things went downhill and his defense this season was nowhere near like it was last season at Edmonton. He had a great defensive season last year in Edmonton. I think that's what the Hurricanes were probably banking on getting from him is getting that uh, really good defensive season from him, getting, getting someone with really good defensive talent especially uh, and you know where he ended up you know through the course of season kind of down that bottom pair you know where as a whole you know that was a pair where you know they go out and just you know shut things down defensively whether it was him and ian cole or him and or uh ian cole and brendan smith you know that was you know just a good shut down defensive pairing but we didn't get that with him and again, he didn't see the ice for the last 14 games. And I, I think the Hurricanes were also probably banking on you with him, you know, coming in and having that offensive upside that maybe they start to unlock that. And, and again, yeah, it seemed like they were you know, at the start of the season, but it just didn't happen with him this year. And I. Again, I don't see him coming back. I know Vancouver has been thrown around. I've seen New Jersey, but ultimately time will tell. Evidently, the Hurricanes still want to re-sign the guy. And I think that they do still see that potential there that he has. And I do think they're probably factoring in, hey, he had COVID and it hurt his season. And I do think that is... One reason why they would want to bring him back, maybe like on a one, maybe two-year deal, uh, and you know try to get things going again. Also, new team, new system, new teammates, all that stuff. But he also didn't have a good year, and I think that you know he obviously you know should get what he feels he's worth. But a team also doesn't need to overpay because, again, you see the regression he had this year. It wasn't good. 
yes, there are a lot of factors there, but I think that's something that always plays into these contracts of what have you done for me lately? Doesn't matter necessarily matter about you know last year. It matters what you did this year, and I think that is what has led to him being able to get permission to talk to the other teams because they're looking at what he did this year with them not what he did the year before with Edmonton but ultimately we'll just have to wait and see what happens with him now it is time to listen to his exit interview and get some thoughts on that and we'll do that right after this quick break I expect to see you on, on crutches <laughs> yeah um yeah I just got a little thing removed after the year is over it's nothing serious what this had to be a tough season for you. Just, uh, you know, it seemed like everything was going pretty well and then COVID happened and maybe unraveled a little yeah. from there. How do you, how do you assess this season and, and moving forward? Like, are you, are you comfortable still being here? Do you feel like the, there isn't a relationship issue between you and the team, given how it kind of ended? Um, no, I don't really see it like that. Like, yeah, obviously it's tough uh, once COVID happened and there's just so much that, you know, kind of went, went down and I just kind of couldn't get my rhythm back after that. Like it was just so tough. Like, you know, you, you're, you're pretty much off for two weeks and you get pretty much thrown right back. Anyway, it's tough because you can't really, you can't really um, get back to where you were, like all this, all the work you put in in the summertime and everything, it just kind of goes away. And um, yeah, it was, uh, it was tough, but you know, it was, uh, you know, I learned a lot this year, to be honest. Um, you know, the coaches, everything was, were there all good and, you know, trying to help me in every way possible. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, it was tough, you know, especially um, there was a good stretch there. I think February, I started playing well again. And then just to get another, just to get another injury and just to go down for another two weeks and stuff. And I just feel like I never really got to, you know, get my, my game under me, like, you know, before playoffs and then to not play playoff game was pretty tough as well. But same time, you know, I, I learned a lot and, you know, I need, I know, now I know what, how I need to play as a player and, um, yeah, so going forward, I'll, I'll be fine. Do you think you had long COVID or it had something to do with the effects of COVID or was it just getting back into the groove? Um, I don't know, to be honest. Like, I've never been through something like that. And, like, honestly, like, it for a long time, it felt like it wasn't like I was out of, like, it was tough. Like, it's like you can't breathe, but, like, you don't know if you're out of shape or, like, you can't push yourself to that point because you just simply couldn't. And it was, that was the most challenging part. When did you have this injury? When did that occur? Um, this leg injury? Yeah. Um, I just kind of had something on my leg that was bothering me. Um, didn't didn't affect me like playing or anything. I didn't feel it in my skate or anything, but um, I just it's something I had to get removed once the season was over. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Brady. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks a lot. And obviously, with that uh, exit interview big focus of it was the long-term effects of COVID that he had. And that was something that we've been talking about all episode long, that that was something that really hurt him this season. I felt, and he felt as well. And obviously he's going to deny, you know, that, you know, the way things ended in the season, you know, as far as like the relationship with the team, of course they're going to say that, of course, but Let's be honest here. If that were me, if that were you, and we got sat for the final 14 games, I'd be pretty mad. I would be. I'm like, I, I'm here to play hockey and you aren't playing me. 
you're not giving me a chance to get back in my rhythm. I'd be mad. I sure as heck would be mad. And but again, that that's just me. Again, yeah, they may have been able to sort things out, whatever. That that's fine, that's great. And then you all he also mentioned, you know, having, you know, some stuff done on his leg. You know, don't know how that was affecting him towards the end there. Because obviously it comes out at the end of hockey seasons and really just every professional sport. When a team season is over, you find out the injuries that these guys have been playing through. But again, as I said, I don't think he'll be back. Again, Vancouver has been a uh, destination has been uh, floated around a lot. Maybe that happens. Again, New Jersey's one that's been floated around. Him going back to Edmonton has been one. And, of course, you know, he could stay here because, again, Hurricanes evidently want to keep him. But we just have to wait and see if they get a deal done. Again, Majority of you guys gave him a C for the year. I gave him a C minus. Hopefully things can get better for him next year. Hopefully he can stay healthy, not have COVID, not have something going on with his leg, whatever it may be, and he can have a real bounce back year, whether it's with the Hurricanes or someone else. Because this is a young kid with a lot of upside, and I want to see him achieve it, whether it's in a Hurricanes uniform, Canucks uniform, a Devils, whatever it may be. I want to see this kid succeed. And I wish him the best of luck next year. Hopefully we're talking about him again next year here with the Hurricanes. But that's just something that time will tell. But in the meantime, make sure you follow Locked on Hurricanes on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes. Myself on Twitter at Jaredellis underscore 96. And subscribe on YouTube. And I will talk to you in the next episode where we go over more Carolina Hurricanes report cards and some news as well.